Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. In this download, Houston Business Journal Managing Editor Jonathan Adams explores the world of comics and events. And there's nobody better in Houston than John Simons, who founded Comic Palooza. John, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I'm best known in Houston for being the founder of Comic Palooza. Before that, I had a comic book and gaming store. And uh, I sold Comic Palooza in 2018, and since then I've been writing. And I have a novel coming out this week, and I've started a publishing house. That's the very abbreviated version. Gotcha. What made you want to start a comic book store? Well, you know, I was young and stupid. So that's a thing where there are a very small number of people who do extremely well, but most don't. It's, um, it's a very difficult business model. Uh, but it's great. I mean, it's a great thing to do when you're in your 20s. You know, if you're going to do something like that, do it, try it. I learned so much from it that I couldn't have learned anywhere else. So, I mean, it was good. Tell me about getting started and, you know, getting Comic Palooza going and how that started out for you. There's a couple different ways of looking at it. Like if you were to go out and find old interviews, you'd hear about how it started at the Alamo Draft House, And uh, it was just an event with like a dozen comic creators that I put together. And we did it the weekend that uh, Batman the Dark Knight came out, right? Oh, okay. That was the, uh, the Alamo on Mason Road. So it was basically me taking tables from my garage and setting them up and having these local comic book creators come in and it was a six hour event and everybody, you know, watched Batman and drank beer and it was great. Right. But there was a little more to it than that. So the part that doesn't usually get told was that I had been looking at the field of conventions for some time. Houston was the largest city in the United States that didn't have a major comic convention. As a comic store owner, this was really vexing to me, right? Because that's an important part of your financial ecosystem when you're in that sort of market. And all the guys who were doing them, they, they had events that were really small. And uh, so Houston didn't have anything like what it was capable of. So I started thinking about, well, maybe I need to do this myself. And uh, I spent two years researching conventions and teaching myself how to do financial analysis on them. So I would go and, and look up public information on, on conventions. Most of it, they posted themselves. Their maps and layouts, and I would look up their pricing, and I would figure out like you know an estimate how much they were generating in revenue off their vendors, how much they were probably making off ticket sales. I compiled a estimate of their financial cash flow, and uh, I interviewed people who were in conventions around Houston to try to figure out what hadn't worked at Houston events. And uh, so I spent two years putting together that sort of information and reverse engineering it to see what the events were really like. The big thing for me was trying to figure out why the soil in Houston was so infertile, right? Like, why did they not work here? And uh, so eventually I, I got some clues and I figured that out. And that was the last piece because I needed to have a plan that would address the problems other shows had here. And when Comic Palooza came around, 
how that happened was I was planning to do this event in the future. And I thought I need to start doing more things to get people to, to see us. I need to start practicing that now, even though I'm not doing the event yet. So I decided to do this little promo thing, right? And just start working the promotional muscles. And uh, I set this up and I had a reporter who was talking to me about it. And he said, well, what do you call this event? And I'm like, what? Call this event? It's just a little promo thing. I'm like, I guess I need a name for it. Comic Palooza. <laughs> and so it became Comic Palooza, right? And I still wasn't ready to put on this bigger convention that I had in mind. But we did Comic Palooza. And then the following year, I was put in contact with folks at West Oaks Mall, which West Oaks has always struggled because it's had high-end competitors, but it was always on the edge of A-Leaf. So it never quite found its footing. And they were looking for ways to promote. And I had a store near there. And they were thinking about were there events that I could do there. And I said, look, I just did this event called Comic Palooza. And we could turn it into a like a two-day comic book festival. And they liked that. So Comic Palooza went from this little promotional event to a two-day comic book festival with 49 tables, right? It was still really small. But I had a few guests. And so we did that the following spring. That was in 2009. By this time, I realized that Comic Palooza was actually going to be my vehicle for creating this convention that I had been planning. And when I was getting ready for that event, I hesitate to say I lucked out because I don't really think that was the case. But I was contacted by the Greater Houston Convention and Visitors Bureau, and uh, they were trying to get a pop culture con in Houston. And the reason for that was that one of their staff had just come back. And by come back, he'd been gone for 20 years. He'd been working in New York, and he saw the success of New York Comic Con. And he told them, we need a pop culture con here. And I had contacted them the year before because I wanted to see if there was any interest in supporting something like this. So he contacted me when I'm doing this little tiny thing at the mall. And he said, you know, we, we need to get you in the George R. Brown. And so I did the event at West Oaks. And then I immediately started talking to them about how to ramp it up to being a larger event at the George R. Brown. And they facilitated a lot of things like, you know, contract negotiations and stuff like that. Because at the time, Houston events were all geared toward B2B stuff and oil and gas industry. So consumer events like fan culture, none of that stuff was understood by anybody in the convention scene, right? Like you could talk about it and they just didn't, they didn't get it because it operates differently, you know? And uh, so at the time, the GHCVB was very helpful in bridging that gap for, for me. So there were a lot of things that went into it, but um, it usually sounds like this rags to riches, you know, <laughs> right place, right time kind of thing. But it was really a lot of work and study and research. And then, you know, some things working out very well also. So what would you say was like the greatest challenge of getting everything started? I mean, you gave me kind of a pretty good synopsis, but what was the part that you were like, ah, this might make me quit? <laughs> <laughs> so there are so many things. What was really difficult about that particular thing, which would not necessarily be the case for people in other fields, was that there was no experience in Houston. Because there were no successful conventions in Houston, there was no one who knew how to run that kind of convention in Houston, right? 
Like I could research all day, but at the end of the day, it was a thing that we had to do with zero experience. There were some other cons in the area, like uh, there are anime cons. Anime Matsuri had already proven that it was, you know, a successful event. But that's, it's a different kind of event and it runs on different financials. Every event archetype actually has a different business plan. And Comic Palooza, I had to build a business plan that could accommodate all the different financial systems that they use. I had to find a convergence point, which was very tricky. But I would say the the fact that I had to do it all without really knowing how to do it was the biggest factor there. What would you say you're most proud of after, you know, finally getting everything going and between getting it started and um, I guess up until you sold it in 2018? Uh, I didn't even know about this until after, you know. When I started, one thing you have to understand about Comic Palooza that's different from other cons, there were a lot of things, but one thing that's different was I always viewed it as a promotional platform. The very first one in the movie theater was to promote local creators. And so that was kind of my thing. I always promoted people. And uh, I thought, yeah, it's great. It'll help out a little bit. But I wasn't convinced that an annual event could make a really big difference to people. The year after I sold it, I was talking to some artists and one of them said to me, oh, you gave me my shot. And this is a guy who works for Marvel and DC and he's like, he's a big name. And I, all I did is give him a place at a con. And I'm like, no, man, I didn't give you a shot. You did that all on your own. And uh, he's like, no, man, you put me in a place where I could learn how to be a professional and where I got to network with people. And and he went on about this. I'm like, I don't believe it. And then he turned to the artist in the booth next to him, because this conversation happened at Comic Palooza 2019. He turned to the artist next to him and he said, he asked him the same thing. You know, did you you get your start here? And they're like, yeah, I wouldn't be an artist without it. And I realized we went from that very first time, there were like a dozen artists, and that was all the comic book artists I knew in Houston at the time. And it went to Comic Palooza's Artist Alley, having 200 booths and another 200 on the waiting list. And a good chunk of those, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of creators and everything in it, but a lot of those are actually local artists. And I didn't realize at the time what kind of an impact having an annual keystone event could be in the lives of so many people who want to become professionals. That completely, I had no idea. So that was fantastic. It has informed all of my thinking since then. So kind of leading into your next project, which uh, I believe is RenthCon, how did you get that going? How did that start? So it's kind of, in a way, it has some similarity to Comic Palooza in that when I sold Comic Palooza, I was looking to do some other stuff, but with the pandemic, I wasn't going to do any other events, right? But I spent time writing. Now, before Comic Palooza, before owning Midnight Comics, I was a writer. I was a writer when I was a kid. And that's really how I've always seen myself. And so I went through a lot of years when I had the store and then Comic Palooza where I just simply didn't have time to write. So I put it down for a long time. After I sold it, got the pandemic, I started writing again. So I'm coming out with a novel. In fact, it's it's this week. Uh, the novel is a huge sci-fi epic called Explorers of Rinth. And uh, I'm like, man, what am I going to do to promote this? 
I thought of a few promotions. I'm like, oh, they're all kind of like comic booky themed, you know, comic convention. Like I'm defined by my past, right? <laughs> right. And I thought, but it really, wouldn't it be funny if my characters went to a science fiction convention? And then I started getting ideas for stories about that. You know, like what would my characters do at a science fiction convention? And then I thought, I'm going to send them to a science fiction convention in my world. And that's going to be my launch event. And it's RentCon. So these are stories about these characters at a science fiction convention. And I'm like, let's make it a real convention. So I invited other authors. And now we've got about 10 authors who are all, their characters are going to this convention. And they're writing stories about what their characters are doing, you know, the adventures. And this is flash fiction. This is not like novels or anything. This is short pieces where you meet the characters and you, you're entertained by it. But it all happens on social media. So you can follow the, the authors or you can follow Rinth Press or RinthCon. RinthCon on Facebook is probably going to be the best place to get the stories. And because I'll be reposting all the links there. And every day of the con, you can read about all the things going on with all of these characters. And it's just stuff that you can read on your phone because it's a page or two pages. It's a, a fun launch event. So RentCon is a promotional science fiction convention set in the year 2323. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And, you know, if you like it, please, you know, repost, share the links, you know. For sure. Absolutely. And we even have a really big name author who's participating too. Um, really? Jim Butcher, uh, the author of uh, The Dresden Files. Oh, wow. Um, Harry Dresden is going to be one of the characters at RentCon. That's so impressive. It's, yeah, I'm like, whoo, it's going to be fun. Yeah. You know? So that's the, uh, that's the launch event. That's awesome. And so what do you envision for RentCon's future? Uh, there's a couple of things. I think... I think this is going to be a fun event and I think we sh we can do it again next year and maybe the year after we'll see how it goes but the authors who are participating they're having fun right and this does not require renting out a big you know expo hall or anything like that so I think this is something that we can do each year and what's great is you know it lets you kind of enjoy it and see these different characters um, that you might not be exposed to, right? And um, so I think it'll be a really cool thing that we can do for a few years. And if people continue to enjoy it, I might even do like a RinthCon in our time, you know, in a few years. That's something I've definitely thought about. So we'll see how this one goes and maybe the next one and then, and then think about that. John Simon's joining us. Next, more on his newest venture, when Texas Business Minds continues. This year at Texas Mutual Insurance Company, we're celebrating 25 years of dividends and a record $340 million dividend distribution to Texas businesses. See how business is better with Texas Mutual at texasmutual.com slash dividends. At Independent Financial, we know you work hard for your business. That's why we work hard for you. Ready to get down to business? Let's talk at ifinancial.com slash business. Independent Financial. Banking for business. Banking for life. You said you started a publishing company, I believe? Yes. Putting together something like RentCon, even though it's imaginary, is, is still a lot of work. And doing all of this to promote my books is a lot of work. So I thought I might as well publish other books too. Something people don't 
a lot of people don't realize about Comic Palooza is that it was also the largest literary conference in Texas. So Comic Palooza is organized along different tracks, and each one is like a mini convention, right? And so we had a literary track, and we had between 80 and 120 authors every year. That's huge. Wow. Yeah, that's and a lot. So I'm very familiar with the literary community in Texas. And a lot of authors, there are a lot of really, really good authors that we have here in our community who are underpublished. They may not have support from a major publisher. They might be doing it themselves or they may not like to market. And that's common with a lot of writers. And so I think that opening a publishing house where I can showcase not just local talent, but where I could showcase in particular Texas and Houston talent, that's something that I, that I would really like to do, you know, because it's so much of Houston is underappreciated. You know, like there are things that we know about Houston that are really great, but a lot of the creative community in Houston is way better than it gets credit for. And that is absolutely true when it comes to publishing. We don't have really a very big publishing industry here. Like Comic Palooza did for artists, I would really like RenthCon to do that for the writers. What's your publishing company's name? Rinth what Press. <laughs> Rinth Press. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so... The world is Rinth, so. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give for um, anyone interested in starting a publishing company or even starting like a convention company? Well, okay. So there are two very different things. Starting publishing, I think I should really give you advice on that maybe like next year. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> when, I have a, when I have a better handle on that myself, because this is a case where I've done kind of the same thing I did with Comic Palooza. I went into an industry. Well, for publishing, I actually know a lot more about the industry than I knew about events when I went into it. But I still have a lot to learn, right? But if you are going into events, there is no substitute for research. There is no substitute for experience. If you can, if you are planning to do an event, find ways to get experience that you can benefit from. That might be getting experienced people, or it might be like right now, I advise a couple different small events. Find someone who can mentor or advise you or get people on your staff who've worked at other events if you don't have experience yourself. And another good thing is to go volunteer at other events and learn from them and pick good events. It's also worth looking at events that have done poorly, right? Because if you can figure out why they didn't work, that's a huge lesson, a huge learning opportunity. Right. And, and a lot of what I did was learning what didn't work for other events, too, and then trying to avoid those things. So, you know, in publishing, I think right now the similarity that it bears to events is it's all about marketing, because doing events, the singular piece that I had to put together to make Comic Palooza work was not the guests or, you know, all these other things. They were all important, but figuring out how to market to the people who might come, understanding them how much they're willing to pay, how to get them to want to pay, and then how to tell them about the event so that they know that they should be doing that. You know, those are the those are the big questions that you need to answer. And that is the same in publishing because it's it's all about marketing a book. In books, it is far easier to find a book worth reading, a really well-written book. You can find lots of them. It's far easier to find a book than it is to market a book. When you see a book that's, you know, a bestseller, and you see another one that 
20 people have purchased. There's a chance, there's a good chance that the only difference between the two books was how they were marketed. It's that pronounced. If you're on Facebook, you can go check out, there's a RenthCon page. You can also follow Renth Press at, um, on Twitter, uh, X, sorry. And we have a Discord. And right now, those social media, there's, there's not much going on. There's like, they're kind of dead until Thursday when the event starts. But you can go and follow any of those, and then you'll see links. Uh, links will populate. And you can also go follow your favorite authors who are participating. Well, John, I really appreciate your time. It's been a joy talking to you, and um, have a good rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Learn more at ifinancial.com.